MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. It's the Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel. Football season's here. No better place to get in on the action. FanDuel app is safe. You get paid fast. A lot of ways to play. The spread, the money line, team totals, players, props. A lot of stuff. Over-unders. Jump into the action. Same game parlays are my favorite. Just use the promo code Colin and download the FanDuel app today. All right, welcome in. Wednesday morning podcast. Joe Burrow's in a great mood. They face the Ravens. He comes off a win over Miami. Joe Cool will be joining us in five minutes. So a story was reported yesterday, New York Post, page six, that Tom Brady and Giselle Bunch and his wife have sought divorce attorneys. It's really, generally speaking, in celebrity marriages, you all know this, for them to work somebody sacrifices. You know, Paul Newman, Joanna Woodward lasted forever. She sacrificed her career. Tom Hanks, Rita Hanks, she's probably sacrificed some of her career. Um, The fact that Giselle was a top two to three supermodel, Brady, a top two or three quarterback when they met, and it lasted 13 years before they sought divorce attorneys is kind of surprising because there weren't issues earlier. You know, Giselle's done a lot of the sacrificing, but what makes this really unique is, you know, the old rule in sports is keep doing it until you do it poorly. And I'm watching Brady perform against Kansas City, and Kansas City's run defense is really good. So Brady had to throw it like 50 times. I swear to God, his accuracy and his velocity is as good or better than it was 10 years ago. I mean, if you ask a supermodel who was still getting covers and endorsements, hang her up. Why? If Steph Curry, great relationship, happily married, was averaging 29 a game, and his wife said, stop playing basketball, he'd be like, why? We've never seen anything like this. Older players look old. Big Ben looked old. Favre played old. I saw Michael Jordan as a member of the Wizards. He could score 25, but he wasn't as vertical. Um, Kobe couldn't really defend at the end. Shaq fell apart physically. Every player in my life, even LeBron now, struggles to stay healthy, can play in spurts, but you're not getting 38 minutes. Tom Brady, I mean, if I said to you right now, 90 seconds left, Super Bowl, what quarterback Outside of Patrick Mahomes, that would be my number one. Would you take over Brady? I'd go Mahomes one. Josh Allen, Brady tied for two. Seriously. So, you know, my wife in the Brady-Giselle marriage, my wife Anzo was like, well, she sacrificed for him for 15 years. It's his turn. 
And my takeaway is, yes, you're right. But to ask a supermodel or a star quarterback when they're still getting magazine covers, hey, could you hang it up? I think it's really, really hard. I also think what makes it tougher, Tom is generally realistic about his career. Look at the NFC right now. He looks around the NFC and says the best team may be led by Jimmy Garoppolo or led by Jalen Hurts. <laughs> He's thinking, that's who I'm going to end up against in the NFC Championship? It's one thing if it's Allen, Lamar, Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes. He's looking around thinking, Jalen Hurts is a kid. He's never been in a game like that. Garoppolo was my backup. So, like, I get it. The NFC right now, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you think Tom Brady fears that team? They almost took him to overtime. He didn't have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, or Julio Jones. So I think Brady's looking around going, honey, I'm still getting magazine covers. I still want to play. I'm still great. I think it's harder than we imagine. Just because you've done something a long time. Listen, I, I, I'm in my 50s. And I, I kind of think like, I just made the turn. This is my 10th hole, right? Maybe my 11th. But in like 10 years, if I'm like mid-60s and I still feel like I feel and I'm still beloved by America, I'm going to be like, well, what do you want me to do? I don't whittle. I get bored with backgammon. Well, what do you want me to do? I mean, Brady's kids aren't four. They're getting close to having their license. They've got, they got social lives. So I know it, you can position it as Tom should sacrifice more and Tom is selfish. It'd make it a lot easier if he was as, as good as Andy Dalton right now. It would make it much easier. <laughs> but he's literally outside of Mahomes. I'm not sure there's a quarterback in the league I would want with a ball a minute 30 in a Super Bowl more than Tom. Maybe Josh Allen, but Josh Allen hasn't won a lot of those big games. He's just been in them. So I, th I think it's hard. Like Steph Curry, I'm great. I'm dominating games. I'm winning finals MVP. He has a great relationship. That's not the time you bow out, right? You bow out after your fourth knee surgery. In the NBA, once you have to wear two knee braces, it's time. Like Brady hasn't gone to a first knee brace yet. So I do a weekly interview now with Sean Payton and pick his brain. And it's really as much fun as I have during the week. I do it on um, FS1 and on my syndicated radio show for about 25 minutes. He's such a smart guy. And the NFL um, is very much, and this has changed in my life. There is one way to win now. You have to have an elite quarterback, period. Um, you probably have to have, in most cases, an offensive coach. Belichick now struggling, right? So you can win with a defensive coach if you have a Josh Allen. I'm not, I'm not saying it's impossible, but the defensive coaches, as we've talked ad nauseum, are struggling over the last several years as the league has pivoted to an offensive league. There used to be an understanding that an NFL job, the pension was better, the pay was better was always better than a college job. But, you know, I look around, and as the league has become so quarterback-centric, 
I think Sean Payton retired because he knew even he couldn't win with like Jameis Winston. He couldn't win. It's, it's to me the downside of the NFL. Like if you're Lincoln Riley right now or Nick Saban, what's appealing about the NFL? Tell me the job that is open right now in the National Football League that Saban or Lincoln Riley could go in and feel they have a top seven or eight quarterback. Okay. Niners have a great roster. They're not getting rid of Shanahan. McVay has one of those quarterbacks. Rams aren't getting rid of him. Andy Reid's not retiring. Either is John Harbaugh, Sean McDermott safe in Buffalo. The only job in the NFL that is really interesting to me that could be open if Brandon Staley doesn't get Justin Herbert to the playoffs for the second straight year, that job may be open. But you don't control your personnel. You do in college. 17 games now. I mean, the Giants and the Patriots are already on third-string quarterbacks. So there's this convergence of weird things. Quarterbacks matter more than ever in the NFL. But offensive line play protecting those quarterbacks is now worse because starters don't play in the preseason, meaning more soft tissue injuries to O-linemen in the first month and a half, meaning quarterbacks get hit more, quarterbacks get hurt more. I mean, the Patriots and Giants on third-string quarterbacks. It's early October. So, you know, it, it. I look around and I think, what job is better in the world for Lincoln Riley outside of USC? The Chargers. Now, you'd be the second biggest team in your own stadium, but you'd have Justin Herbert and the ability to play at the highest level. The great quarterbacks mostly right now have the right coaches. As the league becomes more quarterback-centric, if you don't have one, you have really, it's a three-year job. If by year three you're not getting to the playoffs, you're out. I mean, good God, three games in, Josh McDaniel had a private meeting with the Rainers owner, Mark Davis. I I think there's arguments. It's almost a 50-50 split to me. If you told me the 10 best football jobs in America, okay, Kansas City's number one, Buffalo may be number two, right? Right now, because you have great young star quarterbacks. And then uh, Nick Saban may be three. <laughs> you, Lincoln Riley, if he gets it right. Ryan Day, you control your personnel. You're going to win minimum 10 games. You're the most popular person in the state. You don't have a billionaire. You get 25 first-round picks every year. Like, there's the best jobs in the world for football coaching are in the NFL, and there's four of them. But there's a reason Sean Payton stepped down. Even Sean Payton, a top-10 offensive coach, in my opinion, all time, can't win in this league if you don't have an A-lister taking snaps. You can in college. You know? You get power, you get the money, which is closer than ever. I mean, Lincoln Riley, Nick Saban make more than 60 to 70% of NFL coaches. It just, it feels different to me today. Top 10 jobs, it's probably a 50-50 split. Saban and Lincoln Riley, to me, those are top 10 jobs in the world right now. Let's bring in Joe Burrow. Start the NFL week off right with a no-sweat 
same game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same game parlay doesn't hit. Same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets, two or three or four, for a chance at a bigger payday. You build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. Just sign up promo code Colin. If you don't already have an account, that's promo code Colin to get free bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-HOP P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. This is recorded Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Feeling good. Thursday win. Get a couple <laughs> extra days off. See, you got a little nervous. You're like, I go on with Coward only after losses. Shit, now, if you don't go back on with me, the season's doomed. So <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> what did you do with an extra day off? What do you do in Cincinnati with like 72 hours to burn? Oh, I sit on my couch for about 40 hours, watch a lot of football, eat a lot of good food get my mind off of it for a little bit, and then right back at it. So let's start with this. So you you have style. I don't. Um, you came into the game with the Dolphins with an outfit that if I wore it, 
<laughs> wife wouldn't let me out of the house. I mean, seriously, you wore it and it looks cool. So take me to where you got it, the decision, and the moment you're like, here's my credit card. I'm buying it. I don't know. I was uh, I was in California. That's usually where I go to do shopping for the season outfits. Um, I don't know. I like flowers. I like nature. I saw it. I thought it was cool. I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> There's not too much thought that goes into it. If I see something I like, I get it. And I plan on wearing it at some point. Okay, here's here's a moment into my life. So my mom was British. She loved to garden. The only time my mom ever got mad at a school teacher. So it was like third grade. I remember this. And our teacher, Lois Lane, told us to draw what you did this summer. So I'm a little boy. This is back in the 70s. And my mom was in the garden all summer. So I'd hang out in the garden, make forts, you know, through the garden. So I drew flowers. And my teacher said in front of the other kids, boys don't draw flowers. It is the only time my mom was pissed and called to school. So the fact that you like flowers and you're secure with it, it warms my heart. Where does it come from? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, doesn't I think everybody does deep down if they don't want to admit it. Uh, I don't know where it started that you can only give girls flowers. If I got flowers, I would be pumped. Like if somebody came to me after a game, like, hey, great game. Here's a rose. That'd be, I'd be excited about that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Don't expect one from Vaughn Miller, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't get one yeah. from Vaughn. Um, so let's be serious for a second on the, on the two injury. Listen, there's levels of courage in America. Uh, there's a fireman or a cop. That's a level of courage that I think I don't personally running into a burning building. I don't even know how to quantify that. Then there's the courage to be a UFC fighter, be a professional football player. So when I'm watching Tua, I'm thinking, oh, brother, um, you're sitting there for 15 minutes watching it. Joe, what's going through your mind? I mean, it's scary whenever, I mean, everybody knows the profession that we do is a dangerous game. That's always a possibility. But then when it happens, you, know, you kind of just collectively hold your breath and one, hope that he's okay Two, that they can get him to a hospital safe because whenever something like that happens, you know he's going to the hospital. Um, and three, he can come back eventually and have uh, a normal life and a career, which it sounds like fortunately he's going to be able to. Uh, and then the game starts and you got a new quarterback out there. And one, I thought Teddy did a really, really good job when he was in there. I mean, I told him after the game, unbelievably tough spot to be thrown into. Uh, new team, new offense. The starter goes down with a really, really tough injury. You get thrown in on Thursday night football, and I thought he played really well. Yeah. Joe, have you ever had your bell rung? Do you think you've ever been concussed? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You have? Yeah, I think everybody has to play this game. Take me to the moment. What is it like? I don't know. Um, It's hard to say. Just – you get you start to ring a little bit. Um, I have never had any like lasting effects from a concussion. Like I've I've been hit and forgot the rest of the game before. That's happened a couple of times, but I've never had one where I have headaches for like a week and I I have symptoms of concussion after the game. Um, like I said, I've had some where 
know, I don't remember the second half or I don't remember the entire game or um, I know that I got a little dizzy at one point, but nothing, nothing last long lasting. So, I mean, that's pretty remarkable, Joe, for somebody with your mind that whether it was high school or college that you don't remember a second half. Like when you look back at that, is that create anxiety for you or do you like believe it's going to happen if you're a quarterback two or three times in your career? I think that's, I mean, you can, you can make all the rules you want to make the game as safe as you possibly can, but there's an inherent risk and danger with the game of football. You're going to have, you have 300 pound men running 20 miles an hour, trying to take your head off while you're standing still trying to ignore it and find receivers that are open. And then sometimes you got to go run and try to get a first down and you're running 20 miles an hour and somebody else is running 22 miles an hour and you got to try to get the first down. That's part of the game. I think part of what we signed up for, you know, you're going to have head injuries. You're going to tear your ACL. You're going to break your arm. That's the game that we play. That's the life that we live and we get paid handsomely for it. And so I'm, I think going into every game and, you know, we, we know what we're getting ourselves into. So I said to you, I think it was last week, I watched the second half against Dallas and I felt, despite losing the game, I felt they got it right. They're fine. Um, and I really felt it. I really felt this week. I had said on the air, I, this was my favorite quote bet of the year. I'm like, Miami's going to run out of gas end of the third quarter. Those DBs are going to get tired. They played 90 plays, but seven sacks, six sacks, two sacks, one sack. So obviously in your last like 10 quarters, eight quarters, the protection has improved. So explain this to the audience. Some of that is you working. I mean, the offensive linemen are the same. So explain to me and our audience how the protections better. Is it the choreography? Is it the offensive line gets your tempo? Why is it better? Because it's the same guys. Well, first of all, we got guys up front that are majority veterans in the league who were finding their footing on a new team and a new offense and work really hard every day to get better. Two, I've done a better job of reading defenses, finding my outlet fast. And when you get the ball out quickly, it's going to make the rush not as intense because, you know, they're, they're getting, you're getting the ball out fast. They're not getting to the quarterback. Then they get frustrated. Maybe they're trying to tip some balls now at the line of scrimmage instead of, you know, rushing the passer. And so I'm doing a better job. And then we're also doing a better job overall getting to plays where I have more outlets faster that I can get to. And then we're taking our downfield opportunities when they're there. So they are playing much better. So am I. We're just cohesively as a unit performing much better than we were in the first two games. I hear this narrative. Take away the deep ball on Burrow and Mahomes, and it took it took Patrick, I think it took eight, seven, eight games for Patrick to go, okay, I got to be patient. So now people have said, okay, Burrow's a great deep ball thrower, which by the way, there's not many in the league, to be honest. There's six to eight. You're one of them. So, you know, you've got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and people are now saying, no, you're going to have to be patient. We're not giving you that. Is that a struggle for you? Do you identify it very quickly in your progressions? Can you see before the ball snap? Take me to that. Yeah, you can You can tell at the beginning of the game what kind of game it's going to be. Uh, and, you know, the, the Dolphins came out early on Thursday and played us in a lot of soft zone. We were 
taken eight yards here, 13 yards there, four yards here. And I think they got kind of frustrated with that. And at the end of the game, they played majority man-to-man coverage. Uh, They were also down at the end of the game, which is in our favor, makes the defense become more aggressive. And that was the problem in the first two games. We were ne- we never had a lead. Defenses could just play that soft zone and right. keep everything in front and let the time take away. You know, when you jump out on people and you're performing well early in the games, teams are going to have to be more aggressive, and that's when we take our opportunities. All right, before we move to our next topic, we all know the reason I chose Joe Burrow to do a weekly podcast with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty good at the quarterback thing. But it's his style. He's cool. And so am I with Cuts Clothing. C-U-T-S. In fact, this shirt I'm wearing right now is a cut shirt. It's apparel for the modern professional. Okay? Every cut shirt is designed for a tailored fit. I gave him my size. This thing fits better than any tee shirt I have. It's a black tee. Uh, Burrow, Mahomes, Gronk, all wearing it. Cuts is revolutionizing sort of your traditional uh, outdated t-shirt category. All right. Anything you need, they'll give you. A long sleeve Henley, no problem. Short sleeve crew neck. No problem. They're engineered to last. They're not going to fall apart in a couple of washes. Cuts sent me a half a dozen shirts. I've worn them for four straight days. And that looks sharp. Join hundreds of thousands of men who've already made this simple decision to update their wardrobe with cuts. Get 15% off your first order by going to cuts clothing.com slash Colin, C-O-L-I-N. Cuts, clothing.com slash Colin. 15% off. The only shirt worth wearing. I mean, look at this thing. How good do I look right now? It's kind of intimidating. Cuts clothing. So you played the Ravens this week. Um, Did you watch any of the Rams-Niners game on Monday? I did. It's so obvious they're division rivals. It's so pissy. <laughs> it's so chippy. I mean, you're facing these guys. This is like the eighth time yeah. you face the same rush end. So with Baltimore, um, it's an intense organization. So, you know, you talked about this two weeks ago. You're like, it's just different. It's just, it feels different. They have some new faces on the back end, though. I mean, take me to preparation for a division rival. Does Zach Taylor talk about it? You know the weaknesses. Is it a completely different feel in the week? Yes and yeah, it is. Because you you know what they've done game to game throughout your career. And you know that they're always going to have a new wrinkle to what they're doing. So you go back and watch your games from the past and you think, you know, how might if I was a defense, how would I try to stop this team? And then you look at their defense, what they've been doing, and how they could do it within that scheme. Um, it's always tough because there's good coaches across all the league, and you know you're going to get something different when you're playing in the division because you play them so much. They understand you. You understand them. And, you know, let's be honest, last year at the end of the year, they didn't have all their horses. You no, know, 
they have all their corners back. They got new safeties. Their their pass rush is playing well. They got their linebackers back. Um, and so we know it's going to be a dogfight. They're going to be prepared. They got a great secondary. I know our guys are going to be up for the task, but we know it's going to be a challenge. Do you think – you tell me, what feels more intense, LSU-Bama, Ohio State-Michigan, or like Bengals-Ravens? Is there a different feel or are they the same? The NFL has always had a different feel than college. College was – I felt like played more on emotion and the NFL has played more on, you know, being technical and understanding your assignment. Um, so I, I would say college always had a different feel. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. People are now trying to take away Jamar Chase a lot. And I remember Des Bryant and Dak. Des got really frustrated. Now, I think Jamar is faster than Des Bryant, so he has the ability to get open deep more often. But they're both big play guys. And there were times that Des really lashed out at Dak on the sidelines. So you and Jamar are pretty tight. But you're, you're sensing now, I'm sensing bracket coverage, people shading stuff over to Jamar, which is ultimately yeah. a compliment. But how do you alleviate him? It's just natural. He wants the ball. When he touches it, it's magic. People don't want him to have the ball. Like, do you have to kind of sometimes massage that relationship? Because you get to touch the ball every down. I mean, people are trying to literally just take the throws away to him. Yeah, it's uh, as a quarterback, part of your job is managing the personalities in the locker room. And fortunately for me, the personalities in the receiver room are the best that I've been around. There's no ego from any of them. And obviously they all want their touches and they all want to score touchdowns, but they're all just as happy to see each other succeed as they would be themselves. And, you know, Jamar is a great person, hard worker that, you know, if I don't get in the ball for a quarter, he's not going to come and cuss me out on the sideline. We have a relationship that, you know, we can just say one or two things to each other that, you know, a lot doesn't need to be said. We just right. give each other a look and we understand it. And so, you know, we've been around each other long enough that that's the case. And we have trust in each other that I know he's going to get open and be where he's supposed to. And he has trust in me that I'm going to read the coverage correctly and get the ball to where it's supposed to go. And so, you know, he, he got I mean, he's being doubled every every play almost. And yeah, he hasn't been. We've been able to 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 get the ball to him. Um, we probably need to do a, a better job of that just because of how explosive he is with the ball in his hands, get creative, find ways to to move around and get in the ball. But he's not the kind of guy that's going to you know, go off on somebody on the sideline. He's going to tell you what he needs and, and make it clear, but he's not going to make a big show of it. You know, when I grew up, Joe, there were no back shoulder throws. That didn't exist. And then at some point, I don't know who the first to do it. Some say it was Marino. Some say it was Aaron Rodgers 15 years ago that you throw a ball to a guy that's covered. So you're really young. In high school, did you have back shoulder throws? Was it? A, okay. So that's what I thought. So at the end of your, so I would say, do you remember the first back shoulder throw in a game live? Who it was against who it was to? Uh, no, I don't remember the first one, but I can, I mean, in high school, I just couldn't make that throw. That's a really tough <laughs> throw to make. <laughs> um, it's, you know, the, the back shoulder throw that, that I'm thinking of isn't the one 40 yards down the field that you just give your guy a chance and he does a great job of, 
uh, giving late hands and adjusting to the football. I'm talking the one that's like 15 yards down the field that is really a timing ball placement throw. And that's something that you have to work over and over and over and over because there's a certain time where the receiver has to get his eyes around and he has to read where the defender is on his hip. Is he high hip? Is he low hip? Is he even with me? Where can I expect this ball? And, you know, I was really, me and T actually worked on, haven't worked on this a ton. And, and before the Jets game, we missed a couple in the Dallas game. And so the week after, we're like, hey, we got to get these, these back shoulder throws down. And so we worked them all week. And then they showed up on Sunday. We hit two of them. And that was awesome to see when you put in the work like that to have it show up on the field because you work so hard. And so we're excited about that. And I think that just shows how, how much work it, that that throw really does take. This week's gold medal performance goes to a guy who just keeps on winning. Jimmy G got another typical Jimmy G win on Monday over the Rams. It's not the best quarterback, not the flashiest, doesn't put up big stats. But boy, does he work for this team. He gets rid of the ball quickly, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, coachable. Not every quarterback would work in Kyle Shanahan's system. Jimmy now 7-1 against the Rams. That means something. Fit matters. This week's gold medal performance sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. The stock market's been plummeting. Many economists predicting it's just the beginning, which could mean tremendous losses in your portfolio. Historically, there's been one answer to this. Gold. In the 2008 crash, when the market dipped, gold went up. Yep, Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust when investing in gold and precious metals. They can advise you on whether gold is right for you. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-674-HERD. 866-674-HERD. H-E-R-D. Or perhaps download their comprehensive gold guide. It's great. At LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. I had this discussion the other day with my wife that I I think the single biggest crisis in America is mental health for 14 to 24-year-old kids. I have a 16-year-old son, a 22-year-old daughter. I better get that right. 21, 22. <laughs> you guys just edit whatever. I'll figure out after. Um, you just started your foundation today. A big component to it is mental illness. I really saw it during the pandemic uh, where my son's not overly social. My daughter is. So he flourished in that time. My daughter didn't. So you you could have done this foundation for a lot of things, but you went right after the mental health part of this explain your foundation yeah it's something that we've been thinking about for a while um ever since my heisman speech that raised so much money for my area and food insecurity you know there was so much money going to that that they were able to spread that around to the surrounding counties and the surrounding area and so i felt obligated to start something of my own and have a a focus on food insecurity and mental health that I think could help a lot of people. And we're not just going to be focusing on that. Um, We're going to be serving a lot of underprivileged families and communities around the country, Ohio, Southeast Ohio, Cincinnati, Louisiana, all these places that I think we can do a lot of good. You can go donate at uh, joeborough.org. I think I'm really passionate about, about this. I've seen all the good that has come from, foundations like mine um and i think not just my area but across the country it's going to be a great thing so 
as uncool as I may appear, I know who Kid Cudi is. And you're now, he, I don't know your relationship, but he has, uh, has lyrics. He has a new song and you're in it. Yeah. All right. So, um, I imagine you're fairly tight. So first explain the relationship. Well, he was, so he was growing up. He was the music that I listened to, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, when you're finally starting to figure out your own taste, you're not just listening to the same music that your parents were. (laughs) <laughs> and you know, that's what you do growing up. So I listened to, you know, Crosby, Stills and Nash because my dad liked them and all that stuff. And then, you know, you start to mature and I started to like Kid Cudi. And that's the music that I grew up on and found myself personally listening to all the time. Um, and then he reached out before I got drafted to Cincinnati and we've kind of kept this relationship going. We're friends now. Um he told me he was going to make this song. You know, we hung out together after the Super Bowl. He kind of cheered me up after that. And so we have this relationship that is, has continued for a couple of years. And it's exciting for me. He's been a good friend. He's helped me a lot. And um, I'm lucky to have a guy like that. I mean, you're both performers. I'm not an envious person, but I will admit. I have gone to concerts and thought, damn, that is cool. That is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, right? Like you've you've gone to a concert and thought just to own the crowd, right? Yeah, it's awesome. It would be uh, an exhausting lifestyle. All the travel that you have to do. I mean, they're on tour for six months at a time, just sit, sitting in a bus eating fast food. But uh, it would definitely be exciting. Okay, I'm gonna play a little game here. It's called Finish the Kid Cuddy Lyric Game. All right. Okay. Okay, Joe. I'm not cool. I'll do the best I can. You finish the lyric. We see the hype outside. Yeah, right from the house. Uh, took it straight from outside. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, it's a lot tougher to figure out what song it is when you're singing it than when he is. <laughs> okay, let me let me try one more. Tell me what you know about dreaming, dreaming. You don't really know about nothing, nothing. Boom. All right. There you go. Okay. That's one one for two. Okay, hold on. Hey, Mr. Rager, Mr. Rager, tell me where you're going. Tell us where you're headed. First of all, it's Mr. Rager. <laughs> Mr. Rager is the song. This is so embarrassing. So embarrassing. <laughs> nice try, okay. though. Nice try. I don't think I'm helping the game much. I got to be I honest. I don't think with you. so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did anything for you. Though. Um, <laughs> So I want to I want to go to something like Trent Dilfer told me this years ago that he said, Colin, by week three, everybody's sore. Like you just have it's just the way it is. And at the end of Trent's career, he they had a bad old line in I think it was Cleveland. And he said, one day, Monday morning, I crawled to the bathroom. So we are in week four. You still have a pretty young body, but you told me you bruised like a peach. So let's say after Miami, you get hit a couple times. We're moving into October. How do you feel today? I feel great. Uh, you know, that long weekend is, is big to get your body recovered. Those Thursday night games are tough. You know, that's – you really only have – if you have an away game on Sunday, you have the travel back. Monday, you work out. Tuesday, try to, you have your only practice of the week trying to get your body back. And then Wednesday is the day before the game. Thursday's game day. You don't have a lot of time to recover – 
so those games are tough, but the weekend after, you know, you're able to kind of relax, get your mind away from it, get all the the body work done that you need to to feel good. So I'm feeling really good right now um, for this next stretch before the bye week that that we got to get some wins and and feel good about it. Joe, d- d- the seasons are so long. In college football, let's say LSU or Ohio State. Let's take LSU. You can grab that pocket schedule and you can circle three games. You're like, you know, Georgia, LSU, whatever it is, A&M, whatever. In the NFL, dude, the margins are like that. Yeah. If you don't have it buttoned up, you can go to Houston and, I mean, just get whacked. Yeah. I remember last year the Chargers went, I think it was to Houston, and just got rolled and I was just, I remember talking to somebody inside the organization. They're like, we just didn't come to play. We just weren't prepared. So do you like, do you, do you put the season in quarters? Like, how do you emote? I mean, otherwise you can't be intense for 18 weeks. Like you have to take a deep breath. How do you psychologically compartmentalize the season? Really? I know it sounds cliche, but I just think about it week to week. You know, let's get through this. The, the beginning of the week is always pretty daunting. You know, you're getting all this new information about this new team, new game plan. And then by the end of the week, you're feeling really good going into game day. Uh, I really just keep it week to week. You know, if you look at the the entirety of the season, you're going to think it's such a tall mountain to climb that you're never going to climb it. And then by the time you're at the end, as long as you're winning, you're like, where did the time go? You know, it was such a fast season. But at the beginning, you know, it's a lot. And I think... What was big for me coming into the league was learning how to lose. Because when you're in college, you know, you go to a place like Ohio State, you go to a place like LSU, you're winning just about every game you play in. And if you lose, you know, the the sky's falling, the world is ending, you have no chance to win the win it all. In the NFL, you lose a game, it matters, but there's still 16 more. You can still win your division. Once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. And so, you know, my first year the beginning of last year every time we lost a game it was like ripping my heart out and it was tough for me to get over it and part of the nfl is losing you're going to lose to really good teams that have really good players that you know like you said the margins are so thin you make one mistake you can lose the game Uh, so learning how to lose for me was big just treating it more professionally looking at it through a lens of not emotion, but technicality. Hey, I could have done this, 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 and this better. If I do that, we win the game. Okay, move on. On to the next one. All right. We well, sat in the couch for 40 hours. Ate mo- Did you eat mom's food? No, didn't eat mom's food. Ate a lot of good food, though. Love ate, ate a lot of pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. By the way, doesn't Cincinnati have a big Italian section? They do. They have two very good, a lot of really good, Italian restaurants. Yeah, that's what I heard. All right, Joe, bro, you're done for the week, man. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate you. You bet, man. The volume. Make sure to check out the Draymond Green Show. I brought Draymond Green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports, unique perspective, understands behind the rope, also chops up with guests like Gary Payton, Zach Levine, Tracy McGrady. Make sure, download the Draymond Green Show 
wherever you get your podcasts, only on the Volume Podcast Network. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.